Your Christian life began with the Word of God. Your Christian life is sustained by the Word. We're still on our series on the doctrine of righteousness. We define the doctrine of righteousness as, uh, we said the doctrine of righteousness are the precepts, instructions, principles of faith contained in the Bible for teaching, for giving guidance on the righteousness of faith to those who believe or will believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, in this uh, part of it, we're going to be dealing with the three parts of the doctrine of righteousness. Praise God. There is the gift of righteousness, which we've been talking about. Then there is the fruit of righteousness, and there is the effect of righteousness. Hallelujah. So we've been dealing with the gift of righteousness And that brings us to our text. Amen? Let's go to the book of Romans and chapter 10. That's our main text for this particular teaching. From verse 1. It says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness... And going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. We define righteousness as conforming to God's standard, all right, for right standing with him. So it's not something we come up with ourselves. And we talked about doctrine here. And we talked about doctrine being sets of precepts, instructions, principles of faith or beliefs approved by an established authority for the purpose of teaching and giving spiritual guidance to those within that belief system or sphere of that governing authority. All right? Um, he's telling us that these people went about trying to establish their own righteousness and so did not submit themselves unto God's standard for right standing with himself. Because righteousness is right standing with God. That which conforms to God's standard for right standing with him. If you are not in good standing or right standing with a bank, you, they can't do business with you. You can't borrow money from them to do business if you need to. Hallelujah. Verse 3 says, For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. For Moses described the righteousness which is of the law that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. But the righteousness of faith speaketh on this wise, say not in thine heart 
who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what saith it? The word is near thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Hallelujah. Unto soteria. That word means de- deliverance, safety. Amen. Preservation. Glory be to God from destruction. Deliverance from slavery to the devil. When we acknowledge Christ, we are delivered from the kingdom of darkness and brought into the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says of his dear son. Amen. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. It says, for if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Amen. So it is a gift. Righteousness was given to us because of our faith in Christ Jesus. The minute you got born again, the minute you gave your life to Jesus Christ, God came in and recreated your human spirit and made you born again. He saved you, praise God, delivered you from the kingdom of darkness and put you in the kingdom of his dear son, Jesus Christ, amen? It's a free gift. We didn't earn it. It's important to know that. We did nothing to receive it apart from our faith that we believed with our heart. The Bible says, with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Amen? And so, don't ever think you're going to earn righteousness. As far as it has to do with the New Testament, New Covenant, the present covenant cannot be earned by our good works. It cannot be earned. Hallelujah. We didn't earn it. Hallelujah. Say to your neighbor, I did not earn it. It's free. It's free. I got it free. Freely from God because I believe. Or I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It is based on the finished works of Calvary. We are made righteous by faith, not of our own making or perfect deeds, but as a free gift on the basis of the finished works of our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. Coupled with the fact that God the Father, our Father, raised Jesus, our Lord Jesus Christ 
from the dead. On these two spiritual realities stands our salvation. The fact that he died for us and the Lord God, the Lord God raised him from the dead. All the names of the Old Testament that you know of is talking about God the Father and the Holy Spirit and now Jesus, but primarily God the Father. Amen. Glory be to God. And some people say, um, but it's one God. I say, yeah, it's one God. They operate as one. Amen. They don't disagree because it's one spirit. Hallelujah. They can never disagree. It's one spirit. Amen. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, the Bible says, For he had made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Amen? So it is free. Glory be to God. But as in everything that God does, God does it for a purpose. There's nothing that God has created that was not for a reason. When God gave us the free gift of righteousness, it was given to us as a legal, spiritual legal document. It's the title deed to righteousness. When you confess Christ, the spirit of Christ jumps into our hearts and makes us new creatures. But God expects fruit out of what he has planted. It's a seed. That righteousness is a seed. And every seed grows and becomes a tree that God has made and begins to produce fruit. If it doesn't produce a tree, it's known by the fruit, not the tree. Righteousness is free. Jesus paid the full price for you and I to be righteous. But the giver of the gift wants us to bear fruit. And every tree that receives nourishment will grow and bear fruit. Hallelujah. The scriptures show us very clearly that every time God plants a seed, he wants fruit. Every time he does something, he wants God does not do things without result. Hallelujah. And the Bible tells us that he's waiting for the precious fruit of the earth. That's what he's waiting for, to close the age. Amen. Now, because of the day that we're living in, the days the Bible says are evil, it is important that you hold on to this righteousness. You never come to a place where you feel you have ended. You don't get healed because of good works. You get healed because of righteousness. Because Jesus paid a price for healing. There is a place for good works. Without it, there's a problem. The believer is expected to remain in righteousness. 
We're not supposed to be sometimes righteous and sometimes in evil. The believer is expected to remain in righteousness. You know, our righteousness is legal, but then it has an effect, which we see, which we'll come to. We'll talk about it later on. Praise God. In Matthew chapter 7, I'm going to read from verse 15. We'll read quite a bit. Hallelujah. It said, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are raving wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit. But a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Not everyone that said unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils. And in thy name done many wonderful works. He said, then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that walk iniquity. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Now, I know that some Bible scholars say the people he was preaching to were under the Old Testament. Technically, yes. But he inserted something there that shows us it was more than that. And we're going to look at it together. He said, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils. And in thy name done many wonderful works. You couldn't have casted out devils if you did not believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You can't do miracles except you believe. That's what it means, wonderful works. Hallelujah. Except you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. It means he expects us to bear fruit. I'm not trying to tell you to throw away the free gift of righteousness. So I better start working hard now. No, that's not. It's a mentality you need to have. There's something you need to understand. And that is, he's giving me a seed. It's inside of me. I grow it, I water it by the word. It grows and I bring forth fruit unto God. 
The Christian lifestyle has to be lived, which is God at work in us, God living through us, we, us yielding to the will of the Holy Spirit, to the will of God that is in us. God expects that the Holy Spirit will be in everybody that is saved. So we follow, the Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Now don't, don't, don't disqualify yourself. Say, oh, my God. No, no, that's, all these things are free. It comes by faith. Praise the Lord. Where there's a problem is when you reject what God is trying to do. Amen? The Holy Spirit is the earnest of our inheritance. Every believer should be filled with the Holy Ghost. I, I like to add, must be filled with the Holy Ghost. Otherwise, you become part of the five foolish virgins. They had the lamp. They didn't have any oil in it. So God expects good deeds from the believer because God is a good God. And the Bible says we should be imitators of God as their children. In Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1, it says, Be ye therefore followers of God as their children and walk in love as Christ also had loved us and had given to us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savour. Praise God. Be followers of God. Amen. A translation says, be imitators of God. Hallelujah. We follow God. We do what he wants us to do. We act like him because we're like him. The Bible talks about Jesus, a man anointed of God with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good. He didn't go about doing evil, stealing like the world, you know, lying all that he, you know, that was not how he got to the cross. There are things that God expects from the believer and they're compulsory. Because he's not going to judge the world and be just without dealing with their works. The Bible says he will give to every man according to his deeds. And we are the judges of the world. We're the judges of the earth. And we're the judges of angels. There should be no such thing as a Christian thief. There should be no such thing as a Christian homosexual, they're mutually exclusive. Is it that you're a Christian or you're a homosexual? You can't be a Christian homosexual, a Christian liar. There's no such thing. A Christian wife beater. There's no such thing. Be followers of God as dear children. There shouldn't be a Christian that you come to and ask the person about Christ and they can't tell you a straightforward thing. I know it's no God is wise. The Bible tells us that the foolishness of God is wiser than man. So he embedded everything inside the scriptures. You see this Bible we're looking at is complete. There is nothing that has happened, is happening, will ever happen that he's not dealt with already in the scriptures. Nothing. Our good deeds or your good deeds that are led or initiated by the spirit of the Lord 
bear fruit. Deeds in line with the word of God. With the Lord bearing witness. Their fruit. God wants to see himself. He's at work in us. But we need to yield to him. Hallelujah. We need to yield to him. And we can't do it by ourselves. We do it with his grace. That's why he gave us grace. Grace is there. That's the purpose of grace. The purpose of grace is not that we should continue in sin. That grace may abound. You beat your wife, you beat her to pop. Some people beat them wives until the man died. And you are, they call, they attach pastor to his name. And some women, they whack him on the head with a frying pan. These things are ungodly. They ought not to be named that. They ought not to be. These things ought not to be mentioned among Christians.